Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Tuesday, January 3rd, 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, that's Tass Mellis. Hey, Happy New Year again, everybody. Uh, next to him, it's the bearded one, my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Ayo! Ayo! And last but not least, over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer J.D. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. We love to see it. Hit the like button. Subscribe if you haven't, and comment away, and send in your questions and comments to nodunksattheathletic.com. That's how you can email them in or tweet them in at nodunksinc. That's I-N-C on the end. We might hit the beach at some point this week. There's only three games on tonight. Tomorrow mm-hmm. might be a great time to hit the beach, <laughs> we're being honest. Right? Answer some questions. Why I not? I love it. Yeah, dip our toes in the sand. So get those cues and comments in. We got a lot to talk about here on today's show, so let's just jump into the games. <laughs> another day, another classic night uh, in the NBA. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell. Scores a Cavs franchise record, duh, and a career best, 71 points. Let's say that again. Donovan Mitchell scored 71 points last night in the OT win against Trey Kirby's Bulls. So I think we have to start with TK and your reactions to Mitchell's game and how it all happened and what happened at the end of regulation and getting in overtime, all this stuff. What do you think, man? As humans, we contain multitudes, you know, skates. Mm-hmm. Yep. So as a basketball fan, I was enjoying the Donovan Mitchell show last night. Incredible shot making. I love that every time they cut to a video or like a close-up of him, grinning ear to ear because he was so on fire and every point that he scored was a point that the Cavs needed. Uh, It's incredible to see somebody score 70 plus points in a game when it actually matters. Like This is a lot more impressive than Devin Booker's 70 point game. This was a comeback win for the Cavs over the Bulls. Basically a 20-point deficit at halftime. They needed every single one of these points from Mitchell. He makes the incredible play on the offensive rebound at the end of regulation. (laughs) Pulling a Luka Doncic. Awesome stuff. As a Bulls fan, however, I was furious. (laughs) Oh, why don't they just gift him some more free throws? How early are you allowed into the lane uh, on an intentional missed free throw? Because there was a couple of missed calls there. And also, Patrick Williams, get a body on somebody, please. He completely whiffed on the Donovan Mitchell box out. But guess what? So did Andre Drummond, because Robin Lopez had it. If if, uh, if Mitchell yeah. didn't get the putback there. I mean, maybe you're thinking Robin Lopez misses the layup, but Donovan Mitchell wasn't missing on that night. Uh, awesome win for the Cavs. Awesome game for Mitchell. And, like, every shot he made was cool. <laughs> yeah. Except for the free throws. Not cool. Yeah, a lot Not of free cool throws. He still scored 51 points minus the free throws. That's yeah. incredible. 
But he did take 20 free throws in the second half in overtime. This was a Dwayne Wade 2006 finals-esque performance. We've compared Mitchell to Wade before. Yes, and the rest were handing him just to the line, no doubt. Yeah, Yeah. 21-point comeback was the largest comeback in the NBA this season. (laughs) Sort of overlooked in the 71-point incredible game from Mitchell. He also had 11 assists, too. I mean, he contributed, what, like 99 points in this game? And they needed all of them to beat the Bulls. It's nuts. Yes, um... And the Hawks almost came back from 21 a little bit later in the night. They didn't, though. No, they didn't. There was just a lot of overshadowed facts in this night in the NBA. You said it was a classic night. I mean, the NBA was drunk, though. Five 40-point scorers last night. Yeah, it's the third time it's happened in the last two weeks. Yes. Uh, It had happened four times in the previous 76 years of the league where... What'd you say? Five mm -hmm. 40-point scorers on the same night. It is drunk right now. It's... It's yeah. insane what's going on. I know he got to the line a lot, but it didn't feel like he was forcing anything. That's why it was different than Devin Booker's. Devin Booker was going for it at the end. It felt like it was within the offense. It didn't feel like he was hogging the ball. Uh, every shot was going through him, but he let Karis LeVert shoot once uh, in overtime. <laughs> I, I, I think that's... When he was splashing three after three after three there, when they were like, it's still a game, but like it was give him the ball. The guy's on a heater right now. And he was yeah. like, and he just couldn't miss. And that's why a part of why he was like grinning from ear to ear. I think he's like, well, this is special. Everything I throw up, I can't, I can't miss the basket. It must have looked 10 feet wide to the guy last night. And I was fine with the grins. I, I loved them as they got bigger and bigger. The grins so big, he could taste his own earwax. Oh, uh, nice yeah, I, well, that line, I can't stop saying it now. <laughs> uh, once you hear it once, you can't stop saying it. But yeah, he was getting into the lane. Pick up top and let's roll. It was kind of a perfect storm for him to shoot a lot because Darius Garland was out beside him. And... To a lesser extent, Evan Mobley also out. But the thing is with Don Mitchell, you think that his usage rate is crazy. Like He takes every shot on this team. It's actually lower than it was last year with the Jazz. Hmm. And Garland and Mobley are shooting a little bit less uh, this season. But overall, that's been so impressive to me. Don Mitchell has come into this team with two freaking all-stars. And they have been so accommodating to let this guy shoot as much as he wants. And on a night... Yeah, only 34 shots uh, to get those 71 That's points. That's he went to the free throw line a million times. Yeah. He would have had more shot attempts. Okay, okay, they all right. They gifted him 20 points! Yeah. They yeah. gifted him 20 points. These were, I mean, they fouled out Caruso in the fourth quarter. Early? Basically, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, one of them was a trip. Like, I, that's a foul, but like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. These were... Some shenanigans. <laughs> These are some shenanigans well, yeah. out here. And that's what ignited the comeback. That's why, though, he has a low shot attempt number, because he's at the free yeah. throw line. That's yeah. another 10 shot attempts, sure. basically. Sure, but he also had uh, a bunch of assists. It was going through him, and he was passing the ball. 11 assists, the most for any 70-point scorer yeah, yeah. in the NBA by far. Yeah. Uh, a, a huge difference between him and Booker, who's second with, with six in terms of 70-point scores. So I didn't feel like he was hogging it. Yeah, he may have been getting some calls, uh, but... Totally fine with it. Totally fine either way. I understand you're frustrated. We were getting actual text photos. We were getting photos sent from Laura Trey's from wife. Trey's wife was sending these. At the yeah, end of the game, he had to be impressed. He had to be impressed. <laughs> it was incredible, man. It Show was, the it other was, one. It's it way was funnier. Fun watching. Yeah. <laughs> it, like I said, you know, we it's the duality of man right here. Yeah. On one hand, it's awesome to see a guy light up a team like uh, Donovan Mitchell was last night, but it is terrible when it is your team. And you have the win in your hands. Yeah. 
If only you could put a booty on Donovan Mitchell at the free throw line. Yeah, or just somebody. One botch right there. That is really that taking a the knife and twisting it in you. Bored man over here. Just couldn't get a rebound. Yeah. This or get a body. Box out. Yeah. Uh, I did feel pretty baller, though, because I got to impress Laura. When they lost to the Hawks, I said, they got to put a tall guy by the rim. They're going to throw it right yeah, to the you rim. Did. Yep. Lost to the Hawks on a lob to the rim. On this one, I said, he's going to throw the ball off the front of the rim, grab it, and shoot a layup. She's like, that never works. <laughs> we just saw them try to do that. The Bulls just tried to do it. Yeah, throws yeah. in. I think airballed and didn't hit the rim. Guess what happened? I'm like, it happens. It works. People try it. It happened three times over the weekend. I thought he was... Lo and behold, the oracle of Bulls misery comes through again. I thought he'd copy Luca and go front rim, uh, but... Big difference. He went, you know, far right, deep, deep on the rim, deep on the the heel of the rim, and yeah, Vooch was on that side. He did his job sort of with a box out, but he didn't go after the ball. Nobody went after the ball; just boxed out. And yeah, Patrick Williams definitely missed the box out on Donovan Mitchell, but it was cool to see it in a different way. Don, uh, Luka Doncic <laughs> goes front rim. It, uh, we should have a free throw missing contest at, at All Star Weekend. Why the heck not? I think it could be more fun than a lot of things that happen at All-Star Weekend. So it was it was something. We've talked to Brent Barry about that NBA players practice. And Donovan Mitchell, I guess, likes to go right side of the rim. And he wanted he was going for it, as Trey said. He was going to go get that ball. He wasn't let anybody else get that and ball. And look, he got away with the violation. Yeah, he was I mean, he's, he's in a good he's step before it hits the rim. A step. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Call we'll that, see, call that, at, that the end of, the at the end of, at the end of the fourth quarter. That's a, kind of a yeah, – I, 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 I would hate that call. That's tough. Why can't you Why can't you box out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why can't you box out? That's, that's that's the big question. Why can't you box out? So he is the sixth player in NBA history to score seventy plus points in a game uh, with the seventy one. Uh, he shattered the Cleveland record, which was uh, I always for, had forgotten that uh, Kyrie and LeBron shared that uh, fifty seven Cavs franchise record for most points in a game. Not anymore. But Mitchell joined Wilt, who did it. How many times? I don't know. That's a, a lot. Uh, Kobe, of course. David Thompson, Elgin Baylor, and, and Devin Booker in that loss uh, to what? The Celtics back in 2017? Something like that. Ago. Yeah, yeah, that's a good chunk of time ago. Uh, and then the 11 assists. It's wild that like you're watching this game as a Bulls fan, of course. The opponent player, the star player, scores 71. And like you're, tr- you're saying, Trey, like, oh, my God, your team lost, so you're upset. But you're like, wow, that was pretty wild to see. We're like two of uh, the, the few people in the world that can actually put ourselves in those shoes, having watched Kobe That's score right. 81 against right. our team and, and know that pain. Uh, but look, I would have rather my team, the Raptors, how they lost last night, lose like yours did. <laughs> it's better. Yeah. Honestly, it's better. It's better. It's better. Uh, I'm excited for the last two-minute report to come out, and we'll hear another way that the Bulls were a win stolen from them against the Cleveland Cavaliers, just like they were in the previous game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Here's some credit I'll give to Cleveland. The game changed completely when Jared Allen started guarding DeMar DeRozan in the last two minutes of the Mm. game. DeRozan was cooking in the fourth quarter, had 11 through the first 10-ish minutes. They switched Jared Allen onto him, and he couldn't really figure out how to attack because the mid-ranger just became a lot more difficult having to shoot over a seven-foot guy who could move his feet enough to stay in front. Didn't score the last two and a half minutes of the fourth quarter. That was kind of the game for the Bulls as well right there. And also some more credit to the Cavs. Robin Lopez did a Bill Wennington tweet at the end. (laughs) He He said uh, they combined him and Mitchell for 73 points (laughs) in the game, much like Bill Wennington uh, way back in the day with Michael Jordan's double nickel. Yeah, speaking of oldies, 
Yes, we watched both of those games, but also a guy called both of those games. Chuck Swirsky called both of those <laughs> oh, games. Oh, wow. wow. And uh, he was interviewed by Joe Varden after the game. There's an article on The Athletic. Oh, pretty, pretty cool. He was he was there for the uh, the Kobe game, here for the uh, the Donovan Mitchell game. Uh, just uh, just a wild night. Yeah. What a roller coaster. Yeah, of course. Of course the Raptors were going to lose. Actually, after the first quarter in both games, I tweeted, who's more likely to hang on, the Bulls or the Raps? Thinking you know, the Bulls were were... were we're doing it far more convincingly yeah, uh, yeah. to start the game, but yeah, I'd rather I'd rather get spanked. Uh, like like the Pacers took <laughs> really? care of business. Yeah, than, than that well, for spanked. sure. I mean, spanked in the final six minutes of the game. Yeah, well, yeah. embarrassing. Uh, just a quick uh, stat correction there, because I think it actually makes it funnier. Robin Lopez pointing out uh, they combined for seventy-two points, not seventy-three. Oh, 72. He scored one point. And then Donovan Mitchell with the seventy-one. Uh, any other thoughts on Mitchell's masterpiece? No, okay, let's no. keep it going. We got a lot to get to. Uh, Clay Thompson, he had a season best fifty-four. <laughs> no he scored fifty-four. So it's a, it's the second story here in an unbelievable game, maybe even in crazier game, uh, as the Warriors got past the Hawks in double overtime. And this is the first time Clay scored uh, more than forty-one since his two devastating injuries, and he was on fire from deep, hitting 10 threes and, and bricking one at the right time, too, at the end to allow Looney in double overtime to get the rebound, get it up on the glass, miss, get his own like he was Moses Malone and put in the second one. Game-winning buzzer beater from Looney. The 11th one this NBA season. <laughs> that feels like a lot, too, to me. Mm. So not only these uh, incredible individual performances with some crazy endings, but what do you think about this? Looney also a huge grin, ear to ear. Must be his first buzzer beater of his career, I imagine. <laughs> I think so. Uh, so. And a genuine smile, and everybody loves Kevon Looney on that team, so yeah. huge, huge hugs for him. Also a 21-point lead, just like the Bulls had on the Cavs. Uh, the Warriors had a 21-point lead, almost right. gave it away. Perfect storm for the Hawks to go down 21 points because – the best player on the other team wasn't on the floor. Steph Curry not there. A bunch of other guys, including Andrew Wiggins, still not playing. So the Hawks didn't show up defensively in the first quarter. All their perimeter guys. It's not just Trey. Bogdan Bogdanovich came in, was terrible. DeJounte Murray, who is supposed to be good on that end, was bad. So they get down 21, and they nearly come back. And another offensive rebound, if they just grabbed it, Trey Young, uh, oddly, at the end of the fourth quarter there, Went into the lane when Dante DiVincenzo uh, got the ball corralled or bounced to him at the three-point line when the Warriors needed a three. So Trey Young shouldn't have left Dante DiVincenzo. And then bang, tie game. Uh, we go into a double overtime where, yeah, Clay was hot. Uh, but a disappointing game for for the Hawks. Two All-Stars in their backcourt. Obviously the more talented team on the floor. I think that needs to be said. They are the more talented team than the Golden State Warriors with all their injuries and the Warriors got lucky to win this game uh, but the Hawks really it's uh it's do or die time I think I mean when, when are they going to come around it's unfortunate and uh Clay yeah uh, Clay Clay, Clay is Clay getting, right getting now. the shots up a Donovan Mitchell like shot attempt night for uh for Clay Thompson just letting it fly baby 39 shots for him yeah <laughs> as a team they attempted 59 threes the warriors did which is a franchise record franchise yeah. record for the warriors and that it, says something and while that there was 57 threes taken draymond green 45 seconds left takes his first three of the game in double overtime bang hits it <laughs> uh, which you know he he has become a little bit uh he's not a great shooter obviously but his his number is better than his career <laughs> average it's Somewhat doable, around 33% this year. So, yeah, the Warriors are feeling friggin' good. Well, the Hawks obviously shouldn't have gave this game away. 
Thoughts on this one? Yeah, 23 is honestly the big number in this one, the offensive rebounds for the Warriors. You could tell that Clint Capella was missing because on the DiVincenzo three at the end of overtime, it was two offensive rebounds. I mean, one of them, like, tough play, you know, blocking Jordan Poole's three, and then he tips it out to DiVincenzo. That's just tough, but not tough is the offensive rebound that Poole grabbed after the clay air ball, basically. Uh, So that was bad. And then obviously letting um, Looney get two looks at it for the new menu item at the butcher shop. (laughs) <laughs> the big beef buzzer beater. Oh, wow. He had 18 rebounds going into that last shot. One off the glass, one into the hoop. 20 <laughs> boards. That's a lot of roast beef and a win for the Warriors. But, man, that's a disappointing loss for the Hawks. They had that game won. Yep. They should have uh, They should have been able to take that one down. It would have been the kind of thing you build on, really, if you're able to come back from being down 21, coming back against a good team like the Warriors. But... Warriors are figuring out ways to win right now with Curry out and with Wiggins out. So imagine how good they're going to be when those guys actually come back. Yeah, I I mean, I think Warriors fans would probably agree with this. But, like, with them sort of, like, keeping their head above water with no Curry and, you know, got the Wolves sort of struggling though they picked up, like, a much-needed win last night and and, and LeBron taking the Lakers, (laughs) putting another 40-point game up too and getting them another victory. Like, they're keeping them at bay. But if the Warriors are, like, you know, Obviously in the playoffs, I think we all think they'll be there at the end of the year. But wherever they are, I want you to remember this sort of chunk of the season here where Clay Thompson over his last four games is averaging 34.5 points per game, shooting 52, 42, and 93 shooting splits from obviously the field, the three-point line, and the free-throw line. He's got a 60% true shooting percentage. Like, this is an important little chunk here. Like, these, these, are, these are games, these are wins they need to have without Curry especially. And, you know, his demise was greatly over-exaggerated. I think he's... He's on. He's on a classic Clay Thompson heater right now. Um, Thirty-four and a half points per game. I know in today's NBA that's like so what. That seems like nothing, but that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that is still a lot uh, from a guy that some people thought was like washed and done and like ah oh, trade him, get him out of here. It's like he's. I mean, like especially with Poole, who's had some great games too. Poole was making boneheaded play after boneheaded oh, play yeah. in this. He was trying to give this game to the Hawks and uh, Clay and and Looney and the rest uh, bail him out there. Divincenzo. Yeah, uh, Clay obviously uh, can get any shot he wants with uh, the Curry out. Uh, he can chuck it up as he did uh, in this one, and he did that. Uh, it's interesting him sitting out basically every third game to stay fresh for the playoffs. But the playoffs weren't a lock before Steph went down. Yeah, they were. They really weren't. And uh, Clay goes out every, sits out every few games. But really, the depth of this roster has really helped him out. They're six and three since Steph went down, uh, which is wild. And uh, they got another three at home. They could easily be nine and three uh, while Steph is out. Let's get to the hottest team in the league, though. Uh, Kyrie Irving and the Nets roll past the Spurs 139-103. And we make note of this one because it's their 12th straight victory. And they are knocking on the door of the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. There's something like 17 and three since Kyrie came back from his suspension. Uh, and last night it was Kyrie with 27, KD with 25. They played under 30 minutes because they blew the doors off the Spurs. And we had a putback dunk from Kyrie Irving, which caught everybody by surprise and had the Nets bench going absolutely ballistic. Uh, again, I think a lot of people not knowing Kyrie had that in him. He just timed it perfectly on the Watanabe uh, missed jumper there and threw it down. Culture is good right now. If everybody's uh, super excited for Kyrie to throw that down, they were... Felt like that was a game winner. 
Yeah, I, I looked and I thought, how many dunks has Kyrie had? Should they be that super duper excited? Oh, he uh, does not have a lot. No. Uh, what is it? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I thought you looked it up. <laughs> nah. Uh, I didn't actually go through. I looked at That's his, his first of the season. He had one last season. Oh, okay. I looked at his height, 6'2". Yeah, he could. It, it's just rare. He just doesn't do it. Yeah. Uh, so to get up, yeah, pretty cool. Great culture. <laughs> what? Yeah, the Brooklyn Nets have a great culture. Uh, they were yeah came out after Kyrie's suspension and lost a couple, but they have been uh, absolutely flowing, and they want that one seed uh, because if it comes down to it, if they actually you know go through and win the one seed and, and then win a playoff series, it would be Bucks Celtics in the second seat, uh, second round. So they could they could on each other, yeah. avoid having to go through both of them. And let the Bucks Celtics deal with that. I can't believe we're talking about the Nets in the one seed, but it was last year, January, I think, twenty first. They were in the one seed in the Eastern Conference last year, and then it all fell apart when Durant went out. Right. So I'm not betting on them, but uh, they obviously look great. I love that you said uh, last night's game was basically over after the Kyrie dunk, which was like, if memory serves me right, like <laughs> early, early in the second yeah. quarter maybe, but you're absolutely right. It was like, well, that was game. Because it was right after Watanabe had like, he had dunked, had the place going nuts. He had hit a three too, and he's grinning ear to ear, and then the Kyrie uh, put back, and it was like, okay, well, that's it. It was a huge lead by then, and you knew the Spurs were not coming back, even though first half leads generally are fake. Not in last night's game. Any thoughts on Kyrie and the Nets here and what they're doing? They're cooking bad teams right now. Yeah. Fifteen and two against teams that are under five hundred. Ten and ten against teams that are over five hundred. So that's awesome, though. Like that's how you get high seeds yeah. in a playoff series by beating the teams that you absolutely have to beat. They've also beaten the Cavs, the Bucks, and the Warriors on the streak. Seven of their games have been on the road. I guess Kevin Durant was completely right about Steve Nash. Like we had a lot of talks about is Steve yep. Nash a good coach? Is Steve Nash a bad coach? It's kind of hard to tell. Looks like Jock Vaughn's a good coach. So I wonder if he'll actually, you know, get a real chance with this team. So we shall see. The key is having everybody healthy, though. Kyrie and Kevin Durant and even Ben Simmons have yeah. been playing a lot. That helps. You know, yeah. having your three best players on the court gives you a chance every single night, especially against these stinker teams. And even and, and it's sort of like completely slipped under, under the, uh, the radar here. Does that make sense? <laughs> slipped yeah, under sure. the gone radar? Up. Yeah, gone <laughs> under the radar. <laughs> Same thing, if you yeah. ask me. It's gone mm. and slipped. Um, is TJ definitely t- slip under the radar. Okay, thank you. Yeah, like yeah. I'm Catherine Zeta-Jones. That's, well, that's not a radar. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, a a laser. Laser. that's a laser. Oh, Pretty similar, too, if you ask me. Which movie are you referring to? I don't know what movie. I just know the scene because it's sexy as hell. What is that? Out of Sight? Is that what it's called? No. No. I don't know. She's not in that. Is it? Somebody tell it me. It's, it's a name a, like it's that. A Sean it's like Connery's that? in it, right? Yeah. Somebody it's in the stream that, team. Yeah. Come on. What movie it's is Captain Z joins going? It's a laser. It's a radar. A it's a Catherine. But, a, but yeah. a, a plane can slip under the radar. Ooh, that's yeah, good. Yeah. I think yeah. it would fly yeah. under the radar, personally. Yeah. What about personally, a submarine? No. Uh, no. No. That's so nice. What are we getting here? Entrapment. That's it. Entrapment. It is Sean Connery, though, right? Thank you, AJ. Yeah. Oh, there. Yeah. Everybody's coming through with it now. There's a little nice. lag when yeah, you got nice. the stream team here. All right, that's fantastic. Why was I saying? Oh, <laughs> I was about to say T.J. Warren is back and like playing well. Mm-hmm. Like he's like had a couple really really nice games from them. So that's just another piece for them to go along with. Uh, obviously, Claxton giving them the defense. Simmons giving them the defense, and then you got your two lights out scorers who are on one. And that's a for real, man. I mean. It's just like you just gotta like cross your fingers and like hold your breath that 
it's all about basketball. Because if it's all about basketball and they're all healthy and there's no off-court distractions or whatever, then they're a damn good team. Like, we've seen them before be a good team. It's like, can they just do this for an extended period and do it at the right time and peak at the right time? That's you the question. Never know. You, never, you know. never know. You never know. And that's probably a big reason why, I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but maybe why you don't want to bet on them or why a lot of people don't want to bet on them. Well, yeah, the regular season is a lot different than the playoffs. When they take a couple bumps, a couple lumps, I'd rather take, I'd rather, rather believe in the, in the Bucks and Celtics okay. being resilient enough to bounce back. They crumbled against the Celtics last year. and so Yeah, but we also they... almost saw Kevin Durant single-handedly beat the Bucks two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But last year they got swept. I mean, it's a... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, we can we can pick and parse throughout uh, NBA history, but last year they literally fell apart. Mm-hmm. So, uh, is it is it just a better locker room now uh, than it was last year without Steve Nash? I mean, they just probably like Jacques Vaughn. I don't think Jacques Vaughn is a uh, a way better coach. They just don't like Steve Nash. I imagine <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> they just didn't like him around. And uh, as Kyrie said, we can coach ourselves. I guess they can. Uh, they, they are they are healthier. Uh, that's that's a part of it. They're deeper. Um, so Durant's been doing this the whole season, and Kyrie is probably the biggest factor. He's playing basketball now. Uh, we still have eight <laughs> other games to try and slip in here, so that's how we're going to do it. Okay, in the Eastern Conference, seeds five through eight, they all won. Joel Embiid, a monster line as the 76ers uh, got past the Pelicans. Zion uh, hurt his hamstring, and that one had to leave in the fourth quarter. We had the Pacers getting past the Raptors there for their fourth straight victory. Bam Adebayo, he scored 31. Heat recovered to beat the Clips by 10. And then Randall and Brunson helped the lift, uh, lift the Knicks over the Suns, 102-83. The Suns are down bad right now without Booker. That was that uh, odd 3 p.m. Eastern start there. They're probably screwed with a lot of, I don't know, daily fantasy players for all I know. But, uh, yeah, all those teams won. Is there anyone of those games or performances that either of you guys wanted to uh, address? Phoenix Suns scored 11 points in the first quarter of their game against the Knicks. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. They were playing at noon, Phoenix time. Mm. Unfair, I think. <laughs> Not fair to the Phoenix Suns to have to <laughs> sure. try and roll out of bed and play a team like the New York Knicks. But I, I see Julius Randle has strung together oh. a nice set of games here. Yeah. Uh, over 30 a game, basically, over his last five. He's looking good, but like you're saying, the Suns need Devin Booker to come back basically immediately, and they need to wake up a little earlier. Uh, unfair that the Suns started at 12. Also a little unfair that the thing going around social media was DeAndre Ayton doing a, a, a granny-style a granny awesome. mid-court shot before the game. This guy's practicing this while he should be practicing at the rim before a game. He does that every game. Right, right. So if it was Steph Curry doing that, he plays, what, he curls? He does, he does, That's a good point. Does curling. Yeah. He plays volleyball before games. Yeah, but he backs it up when he plays. Yeah, well, yeah. so, so it, it, yeah, uh, unfortunately for the Suns. They got shellacked. Uh, unfortunately, Zion Williamson out with that injury. Hopefully he's okay. Hopefully yeah. he's okay. That's that's worrisome uh, that he could be out for a bit because hammies tend to linger. Uh, those four teams, though, Sixers, Pacers, Heat, and Knicks, all separated by three games there in that, again, five to eighth slot in the Eastern Conference. And that's just another reason why that was such a brutal loss for the Hawks, too. Um, yeah. You know, trying to catch those teams and also on a night where the Raptors and the Bulls, uh, our two teams, pick up another L, and that could have, you know, separated them another game there, but they, they don't gain that. Because they're, they're still up a little bit on those two teams, but not by much. And I know you didn't want to call it a blowout, the Pacers or the Raptors, yeah, but yeah. but they picked them apart in that the oh, last yeah. fourth, yeah. six the minutes suck. of the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's how wild it is that the Pacers are 
so far and away a better team than the Toronto Raptors offensively. Yeah, team five team guys is the key word. Five in that. guys going yeah. at all times. Halliburton is getting everybody involved, and they all can make something happen. They're all weapons out there. While the Raps are. Not they the the Pacers did a great job. I mean, watched the majority of this game was they did a great job of getting the Raptors to play their type of game, like this up and down affair. Pacers play fast, man. It's fun. They are really really fun watch. And Raptors fell into like okay, we can have a little track meet here and we can get a bunch of rushed threes up when we shouldn't. Fred Van Vliet can't. I mean, he is just outside of like that one week where it looked like old Van Vliet. He has had such a bad season, and uh, it hurts them. Because Gary Trent Jr. is doing his part. Siakam's still been an all-star type player, but they can't all get it going on most nights on the same night. They're, they're star players. Like, Scotty looked good last night, but he had Fred Van Vliet having a stinker of a game. You know, OG was bad last night. He's looked good at other times. It's just like, they, the Raptors, they need to do something here. Like, they just need to decide if they're like, all right, sort of like we will – not like not lean into the tank, but like we will look to the future, getting a, like a high draft pick again, wherever. Maybe we get lucky, all that, or shake shit up and trade a core piece for even another core piece, just because the funk around this team is brutal. And then you know, Precious is back now, and it's it's not going to change much. Sorry, man. No, it's okay. I think Fred Van Vliet, uh, what he would say is, I was an all star last year, and they haven't put the ball in my hands this year, and he has actually said that and I think that's been a part of why he's had a roller coaster of a season and uh, I don't I don't know if he's frustrated to the point where he wants out obviously he plays good soldier and he's battling through it but I think they would have been a, a better off that game right here in Atlanta when uh, AJ Griffin did it to us if the ball's in Fred's hands at the end of the game instead of other guys then they win the game he feels like he should have had the ball in his hands more. He's, again, played good soldier. And Nick Nurse has said, if we got five guys who are weapons who can have the ball in their hands, like we were just talking about the, the Pacers, then we'd be better off. But Barnes hasn't lived up to his uh, part of it. Even Gary Trent didn't live up to his part of it for a lot of the season. And uh, they've had a lot of guys in and out. So I don't know if they if – they, Knock one of those guys out of the sort of the as a building block. If you they, you yeah, either trade a hole Van Vliet in. or you trade OG. If yeah. that's your if yeah. that's the path you're going to take. Two, yeah. Or like I said, you get Siakam to the All Star game, and then in the second half, uh, oh, is is uh, plantar fasciitis is acting up, and you like lean into like Scotty Barnes point guard development, and you just sort of like honestly almost mail in the rest of the season. Well, that's, that's what, what you do. Those are your really only two options. The second part of this show, we're getting into some bold prediction okay. players who should be moved. Yeah, okay. I can okay. I can see a raptor <laughs> on the horizon. Okay, uh, Feb nine. Well, the other four games, I'll just chuck them at you here. Uh, LeBron forty three. Lakers held off the Hornets. He threw down a wicked uh, reverse oop. Yeah, yeah, it was from Shooter, I think. Um, Lucas scored thirty nine. Mavs had to rally to get back into that game and won over the Rockets one eleven one oh six. Anthony Edwards scored twenty nine. Shorthanded Wolves beat the Nuggets one twenty four one eleven. They needed that. And uh, Jeremy Grant scored thirty six against his old team. And Gary Payton the Second came back, a little solid debut. Only played 14 minutes, but made some hustle-like plays and threw an oop to Sharp uh, as, again, the Blazers beat the Pistons. Any thoughts on any of those? Lucas sucks. 39. <laughs> Weak. Pick it up, bud. Uh, <laughs> he, he started real slow in that game, ended with 39. I think we should say about the the Wolves because it's easy to you know harp on them when they're down. They, they took care of a Denver Nuggets team yeah, no, that, that was 
incredible the night before against the Boston Celtics, and the Wolves fought so much harder than the Boston Celtics did the previous night. They came out and they hit first, and they were physical defensively, and uh, that was a very, very impressive win. Let's see if they can string it together, but what was more impressive was that reverse from LeBron James Ooh. at 38. Wow. And what, for oldest guy, I guess, now to, to go back-to-back 40-point <laughs> games? Yeah. <laughs> oldest, oldest guy to go back Yeah, back I don't think Jordan did that at that age. I'm pretty sure he didn't go back-to-back. I don't think so. He but did, uh, He did the 50. LeBron did 47 right? here and 43 in his last two games. Not bad. <laughs> he's yeah. getting close to that Kareem. What, he missed a lot of that? games. He yeah. missed a lot of games, so now he's having to score more than 25 a game to get to the – record at Madison Square Garden. It's still going to happen. Yeah, Nuggets, tough loss. Third game in four nights. They were on the road. They got to figure out how to win some road games, but I wouldn't be super concerned. But I thought Anthony Edwards was incredible uh, in the second half of this game. 21 he scored in the second half. He had the three ball working. He was just in attack mode all night. He looked like he was in total control last night. So really nice win for the Timberwolves. And uh, again, just to go back to Gary Gary Payton II, I don't know why I'm struggling to say his name. Uh, GP2, are you with me? Um, Billups talked about like his energy, and so did Lillard, like how he's like a bit of like a he, like a, a dynamic player in the sense like he's a sort of like I guess Alvarado like right where he's like can just change sure. the the vibe of a game Absolutely. because of his hustle. And uh, Billups said, quote, you see a guy doing those type of things, diving on the floor, kicking it up for the steal. If you don't match that level of intensity, you look bad, and it changes things for you. I love that. There are players like that that can lift your stars or your other players like, oh, yeah, I got to – this guy's working way harder than I am. I better, uh, you know – Get at it a little bit more. Get in my defensive stance. Hit the glass. You know, <laughs> dive for a ball every once in a while. I think it's true, and uh, he is that type of player. So it's good for the the Blazers who have had a really, really good season here. Uh, a little up and down at times, but they're in the mix. So maybe this little GP two um, spark gets them some more wins here. I think mm-hmm. it will help defensively. If a guy who hurt his elbow is diving on the floor with an elbow that remains injured like he is he said after the game this is going to be something that bothers me throughout the uh, entire season yeah you got to pick it up for him he's alvarado like there was somebody doing the alvarado sneak last night i saw it there's not there's just not many sneakers out there but <laughs> I, I don't i don't know I it, it snuck past the the video frame and he couldn't he couldn't uh, he couldn't make it happen so they didn't well, show maybe somebody in the stream team knows what you're i saw about. uh naji marshall doing it for the Pelicans not too long ago. I'm like, they're probably teaching it in practice now. <laughs> At this point, he's like, right? Like, you spend all day with a guy. Jose Alvarado seems like a nice guy. <laughs> Najee Marshall, young player, making his name in the league. Hey, can you teach me that sneak steal? <laughs> yeah, sure, man, I got you. They score a basket, just hide. Just squat down, they'll never yeah. see you. Unfortunately, Najee Marshall, a little bit taller. Yeah. So it doesn't yeah. work quite as good. Well, you just, like, when you were saying that, I was like, should the Pelicans... I mean, they have Zion, but like, or should another team like go get Boban and then use him as like a, a shield? <laughs> so then, like, a taller guy could hide behind him. You don't have to be a tiny Alvarado. Nesting doll defense. Yeah, yeah. I like it. <laughs> it's very high risk since you're putting yeah, two but... players right under the hoop, 90 feet from your hoop. Yeah. But it might work a couple of times. Yeah, I think, I think it could. I think we should see that. All right, well, let's take our first break. Uh, lots more still to get to when we come back. Some bold predictions for the 2023 NBA season. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. 
You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big juicy investment. That's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. All right, back with the boys here in the Classic Factory. Yes, Trey Kirby with the, with the Bluth-like vibes from Arrested Development. Did you, after the 71 points from Mitchell, walk into your house because you were watching it on your porch and just, like, collapse to the floor? Yeah, I just laid down yeah. face first. I like how you can't tell which way my body's facing. Yeah, I, that was... Did he flip the image? No, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, he did. He, he did flip, flip the image. Wow, good job, Jerome. You can only tell by the hands. That's attention to detail right there. That's good. It's good stuff. Yeah, you're right. You couldn't tell if it was your butt or your dickens <laughs> for a second. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that's a compliment. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to start doing some squats here, Skeets. <laughs> okay. Dickens squats? <laughs> All right. Uh, and also, hey, look. It, I'll demonstrate the Dickens, the Dickensian squat after the show. Get into our social channels. I, I fact-checked you earlier about a, a Robin Lopez tweet yeah, that yeah, you yeah. just had incorrect, and, and you were fact-checking me during the break. I may have misspoke when I said uh, LeBron was the oldest player ever to score back-to-back 40s. Is that correct? Because I know you... That's you not was... correct anymore. Okay, so, so it's Jordan, obviously. <laughs> it's Michael Jordan. Uh, I'm seeing some stats here that people think he played for the Washington Wizards oh, yeah, uh, later yeah. in his career. Yeah. Uh, but apparently in December of 2001, he had a 51-point game followed by a 45-point game at 38 years and 10 months old. Oh, okay. And then he did it again in January of 2002. 38 and 11 months old, a 40 and then a 40. Oh, okay. So what did I, so I was, I was 40 wrong wherever I saw that LeBron stat. Cause I was even then doing the math. Maybe I saw LeBron oldest player ever to have the most points in a two game span, but that wouldn't make sense too. If you said 51 and 45, cause that's more than the 47 and 43 that LeBron went for. Well, I don't I know. Mean, maybe people are finally catching on to this. Michael Jordan never really played for the Wizards. Yeah, thing. Yeah, like, oh, that can't count. No. That can't be real. They, they crossed it from the record books. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get into a fun new segment here, Bold Predictions. Yeah. Look into your crystal ball and make some bold predictions for the 2023 NBA season. Got some fun questions for you guys. And for everybody joining us live here on YouTube or listening to the podcast later, tweet in your answers at No Dunk Sync. Uh, first bold prediction question: Who is a surprising player, Tass, that will be traded before mm, the deadline? Here, mm. surprising is the tough part of this because you know a lot of every lot name, of names every team has been named, every player has been <laughs> named. We name them a mm. lot, especially on the internet. People go deep, right? right, right. I mean, 400 names, no problem. Uh, so I think everybody has been named. I, I have a yeah, a bolder one and one that I actually think is going to happen, a more conservative one. Let's start with the bold one. Okay. I think Masai Ujiri and the Raptors cash in on OG Ananobi's trade value. That is through the roof. That some, as Zach Lowe has said, would garner you a package 
like Donovan Mitchell or Rudy <laughs> no, Gobert. It's not. Well, it's wild. Now, a trade partner who likes to wheel and deal, who likes to gunsling it, David Griffin of the New Orleans Pelicans, likes to go for it. Last year, he made the move for CJ McCall. Now we're seeing Zion Williamson, peak Zion, looking extremely good. Hopefully the hamstring is okay. And then he says, All right, one more part, one more part, one more part, one more part. OG Ananobi, come on over. Come on over for a package that includes. I uh, put a center, a Jackson Hayes. All right, you're not too excited. I get it. I get it. But maybe a, an OG Ananobi light in Herb Jones, uh, because you already have OG Ananobi. You don't need him. And then there's some younger parts, Kyra Lewis. But two draft picks, two mm, first round right. draft picks being the juiciest part. You're not getting three. Let's let's you know, slow it down. But two first round draft picks. If Masai Ujiri says it's time uh, to take this thing down, I think he loves OG a little too much. But at the same time. Masai will trade his kids. No problem. He's shown it before. <laughs> right, right. Uh, he would trade Kyle Lauer before they won the championship. So that's mine. That's mine. And and it actually works out. You throw in another uh, piece there with the Pelicans. It would actually work out. Now, with Pelicans, Pelicans love do them that, some Herb Jones, too, yeah, and rightfully yeah. so. That, so that's my only yeah. hang up there, yeah. But you got Trey Murphy, who's grown into a wing-type player. Squint, what do you got? You got Zion and Jonas in the front court. OG and Trey Murphy on the wings to go with CJ McCollum. Who we? Uh, maybe that David Griffin would say. Did you say, say Ingram? Oh, I didn't even say. <laughs> no. I didn't even say he Ingram. is on the team, but yeah. he's been over a while. Yeah. I know. You don't need him. <laughs> you don't need him. Trade him. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Brandon Ingram gone. You can go big. Zion at the five. Not good defensively. But uh, yeah, that, that would make it interesting. You do need. You still need some guards. Uh, but mm. Zion is playing guard, essentially. So. I don't know if that happens. I doubt it. But the bold prediction part is, and maybe at this point it's getting less and less bold, but the idea that Masai <laughs> Ujiri will trade, I guess, OG in, in your in your case here. Yeah. I doubt it, but you're right. It feels like nothing is bold anymore. OG has been <laughs> traded like every day for the last three months. Yeah. Uh, but if, if the Raptors, I, I, I do think him letting go OG Ananobi would be bold for him. Even Masai, he's got to love OG. Everybody loves OG. Well, yeah, yeah, but... He doesn't love his team not winning games. No. And if the, if no. the overlap is too similar in your OG and your Scotty and your Siakam, then maybe you switch it up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you want, What's your other one, then? More realistic one. Uh, I'll let oh, Trey okay, go okay. first. More oh, in, oh, more tease. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you want to do that to ask because my surprising player is not exciting. No, either is uh, mine. That's why I passed it on to you. <laughs> <laughs> what about this underwhelming trade target? Honestly, I kind of think the Rudy Gobert trade a little bit ruined the trade market because... He's not a top 10 guy, but that's like a top 10 package all time that went back for Rudy Gobert. So if you're trading somebody who's in the top 20, like a Bradley Beal, I mean, he's probably on the borderline there. The Wizards are going to want back a Rudy Gobert package. And is anybody giving that kind of thing up right now? I don't know. That's why my surprising player to be traded. None other than Robert Covington. Oh, Sir Robert Covington. I know. I know. I didn't hear any fanfare at all when I said that (laughs) name out loud, but he played all of seven games in 100 minutes in December. He's played in four of the last 12 Clippers games. He's basically just out of the rotation for L.A., and they're probably going to be targeting size going forward because Zubats is their only real big guy around. They're going to likely run into Nikola Jokic at some point, maybe Zion as well. Covington hasn't shot the ball well this uh, this season, but he's 36% in his career. He makes less money next season than he does this season. So if you're a team that needs a stretch five, a stretch four, you can probably 
get Robert Covington from the Clippers. Right. It wouldn't be dissimilar to like getting a Jay Crowder who hasn't been playing for the entire season. Yep. You know, so I think he'll be on the move. Exciting times. Hmm. You didn't go salacious. You went, yeah, yeah, yeah went yeah, towards man. something that's tangible, something that's needed. They, Pel, uh, sorry, the Clippers have 1,000 wings. They need to get bigger. It's totally true. So that one makes sense. Okay, and what was your other one? Oh, I've got uh, someone extremely similar. Now, I, I start from the Memphis Grizzlies perspective. I think it's time, baby. It's time to... To beef it up a little bit, just like the Pelicans. Grizzlies, Pelicans, both teams looking at this Western Conference picture like, maybe we can go mm, for it. There's an opening. Yeah. yeah. And so I don't think the Grizzlies want to go nuts. I think they love their core. Yeah. Uh, but they can tinker. And I think they could use a wing. Uh, the Dylan Brooks experience is a little roller coasterish at times. So why not? Get somebody a little more stable. Harrison Barnes would be my guy, like a Robert Covington. Uh, would the Kings want to trade Harrison Barnes when they're on the verge of making the first round of the playoffs? Maybe not, but if you, you juice it up with a, a, a decent enough of a pick, um, maybe. Maybe. Then you look and you say Dylan Brooks and Desmond Bain in the backcourt, plus Dylan Brooks, or plus uh, Dylan Brooks at the wing, or if it's Harrison Barnes who jumps in for him with. Your front court of Jaron Jackson Jr. and Steven Adams. It just it props you up a little bit. You got Danny Green's expiring contract to trade. It's ready to go out the door. He is a member of the Memphis Grizzlies. It's ready to go. Straight Brian, Brian Windhorst traded him on the air with him sitting oh, right yeah, beside him. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I think, I don't know if Harrison Barnes has dealt, but former champ, former starter for an NBA <laughs> champion. Yeah, that's a long that a time ago. So, he'd be a nice stabilizing to the roller coaster experience that right, is Dylan right. Brooks. Yeah. Once Dylan Brooks goes out for one game and Harrison Barnes goes in there, I don't think he's giving up the job ever again. Oh, they love they love Dylan Brooks though. They, yeah, they do. they're talking him up as a potential defensive player of the year, which is kind of crazy <laughs> since the other defensive player of the year is probably on their team, yeah. but yeah. they should be an OG and Anobi team more so than a Harrison Barnes team, I think. OG's only 25. That's like the missing piece for them. So I think the Pelicans and the Grizzlies should both be after OG. Really. They need the same thing. Yeah, they need a wing. Hey, I like that idea. Last time the Raptors made a trade with the Grizzlies, uh, they won a championship. Mm. Let's do it again. Mm. Mark us all. Yeah, I, I remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that uh, getting back uh, Roddy is going to bring us a championship uh, to Toronto, but I, I like what you're thinking. I think there's teams like, I mean, the Cavs have sort of been looking for a, a wing player too. I think the Bucks could use a little more athleticism on the wing. I know you're like you love Joe Ingles being back, but uh, like Bochamp and the rookie, probably too soon for him. Nora, no, not really. I, I think they could use sort of a wing guy. There's a lot of teams that could use like, especially in a playoff series when all these guys can go for 45 and 50 points every night. Generally from the wing positions, somebody that can maybe make life a little more difficult. High demand, but good stuff there, guys. All right, next one. Which team is going to turn it around? I want a bold prediction, and what I mean by that is sort of looking at like. Last year's Celtics, right, in a way. A disappointing team. What's going on? Are they just straight up bad? And then they just, like, flipped it around in the calendar year and, and in their case, went all the way to the finals, nearly won the whole damn thing. Is there a team that you believe, truly believe, bold prediction, can turn it around? Here you go. We believe that the Warriors will finish with a top-four seed in the Western Conference. Okay. Wish we had gotten this question a little bit earlier yeah. because now they're rolling. They're only two games out of fourth right now, though, and they're figuring out how to win without – their most important offensive player, obviously, in Steph Curry, and their best wing defender in Wiggins. It's just a matter of time, really, before the Warriors are a home court advantage team. They've been awesome. 
it, uh, at home, so they're going to see the value in actually being a home court advantage team. So I think it's very likely that the Warriors go on a run here because right. they're already going on a run. So <laughs> not super exciting. No, that's but, fine. You know, they're going to do it. Yeah. It's... Well, this is tough because I was looking at the teams. Like if you were really trying to like just get this to a list, disappointing teams after you remove teams that we thought would be bad are in the East, the Hawks, the Bulls, and the Raptors, right? So those three teams. I don't think there's really anyone else. I mean, because the, the Heat, I guess, are sort of, they're like, they're getting up there. They're getting, they're they're getting, getting their shit together. And in the West, it's probably just the Wolves and the Lakers, like, that are sub-500 disappointing teams. Mm-hmm. So, as a, I mean, unless you have another team that no, the, I didn't uh, see. The Brooklyn Nets have done it over the last month. They're right? extremely <laughs> surprising that they've turned it around. I think the Golden State Warriors will get up there to to literally to bang with all the big boys in the uh, the Western Conference. Outside of the Denver Nuggets, I think the Warriors would be the, the favorite in the Western Conference, which is a, a little bonkers to say. But their starting five remains the best starting five in the NBA, and they just have to get it on the floor. Will it happen soon enough? I think so. The way they've handled it, six and three since Steph Curry has gone down. And Wiggins was supposed up. to be back, and then I think got sick, sick. again. Yeah, He's sick. What's he got? The flu? It's going around. Everybody right? does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. ill, and not in a good way. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They just said that he's got an illness. Okay. <laughs> so you're going Warriors too here. We're cheating a little bit because they are, I guess, above five hundred. And yeah, but. That's fair. Well, there's there's nobody. Okay, so I guess you were saying you don't believe in the Hawks, Bulls, or Raptors to turn sure, around their like, season? Oh, no. Bulls, are, Bulls just turned theirs around, actually. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed this, but since they gave up 150 points to the Minnesota Timberwolves, had a team meeting, they're 5-3 and three there you go. since then. They lost to the Rockets in the Shengun game, which I took in with my own eyes. Then they lost to the Cavs by one and the Cavs in overtime. Zach bad. Levine has turned the corner. He's looking good basically oh, ever since great. they sat him down and said, hey, start playing better. Now, yeah. I don't know if you guys caught this update. Lonzo Ball is barely jumping while oh, shooting. Jesus. So he, he can jump play a little in the bit. NBA again? Like, <laughs> this season? <laughs> we shall see. But if he comes back, man, the Bulls are already peaking right now. Mm, all right. Yeah, they look good. I want to. <laughs> good. Yeah, Zach looks good. Uh, what about the uh, Suns for this answer? Yeah, <laughs> once that's a decent answer. if they ever get Devin Booker, I mean, it's, we've that's what we've they learned need. how important Devin Booker is. Oh, to this absolutely. Team. I mean, that's pretty apparent because CP is looking old, and Eaton's just practicing granny shots from half court. I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, I was on the Eaton train there for a while. He was putting up really, really good numbers, and when they were winning, when Booker was there. But people think they're gonna. Maybe it's the Jay Crowder move, which we've just been waiting for. But they they might need to do something too here to sort of salvage a season that's slipping away a little bit. You know. It could be here. Yeah, I had them on my list. All right. And they are injured, obviously, Booker, but it would help to have Cam Johnson in there as well. So it has probably going to come within. Right. But the problem is Booker's out at least another yeah, three like, and a half. Yeah, it's like a month or so. That's, that's a while. But uh, I kind of want to buy the Hawks, but oh. their schedule is really, really tough. If they had a little home stretch, the reason why I would buy the Hawks is because when their backs are against the wall, when they actually see that, oh, damn, we're not going to climb the standings this season – then they'll start to play. Uh, and that point is coming, but the schedule is so hard. They've got so many tough, not not only tough home games, but they're on the road a lot. So uh, I want to say And what's it. going on with Nate McMillan? I mean, Sham said he thought about resigning. He rejected that. <laughs> Should they just move on and go with another coach? It's worked before for them. <laughs> it's worked I mean, for the Nets to be maybe. Yeah. yeah just true. to switch it up. All right. Next one here. Uh, bold prediction. Surprising player. To crash the MVP table. Okay? So, 
let's just clarify. We have, I know we've cheated a little bit. We usually say it's five guys, but I think we have six guys sitting at the MVP table. It's Jokic. It's Luka. <laughs> it's Giannis. It's Embiid. It's KD. And it's Tatum. Right? Those yes. are the six. And yes. we cannot bring a seventh chair to the table. It's already too crowded. There's John Moran over by the bar. There's Zion over by the bar. A couple other guys like going in and out of the restaurant. But who do you think? And I, I don't mean this like who's going to win MVP. Like, oh, what a shock. I just think there's many times where a guy has like a two-week run where we're like, ooh. You know, DeMar DeRozan, for example. Paul George has been an example before where you're like, whoa, what a, what a run they're putting together here. They maybe sat down at the MVP table for a second. So who could be a surprising player? Trey, go first. Uh, Donovan Mitchell just texted Nikola Jokic and said, you guys got any room over there? <laughs> <laughs> not right now, Donovan. Unfortunately, not right now. Right. But get that field goal percentage up a little bit. Get that free throw percentage up a little bit. He's at 29 points per game on 49% field goal shooting, 41 from three, and uh, 86 from the free throw line. He's knocking on the door of 50, 40, 90 with 30 points per game. The schedule gets easier for the Cavs in the second half of the season, and it will get even easier, I'm sure, as the Detroits and Orlandos of the world really pack it in at the end of the year. He's only eighth on the basketball reference uh, MVP yep. tracker because it overvalues rebounding. I hate to say it, yeah. uh, but I think Mitchell is going to make a little bit of a run here. Obviously, he's an incredible player. He'll likely start in the All-Star game. And 30 points per game, 50, 40, 90, kind of undeniable to at least be in the mix. Let, let's just say this. If Mitchell follows up a 71-point game with, like, a 50-burger, which is not that far-fetched, really, in today's NBA, he'll be, like, he'll immediately be sitting there. He'll have Somebody will have to get up and at least have him yep. keep the, the seat warm. Like, if that happens. That's a good pick after the 71 last night. Anyone else? Surprising. And, and yeah, the Mitchell growth is wild. You'd think, after coming from Utah now playing with a couple All-Stars, that... His numbers would drop. Yeah. Uh-uh. Usage rate drops, but he's become more efficient. Career highs in points. Field goal percentage. Three-point percentage. Free throw percentage. He is uh, having a great, great season. I don't know how you can pick anybody to join the table. We've named every no, guy. No, no, we haven't. We've named every we guy. Every guy has been named. Every, the table has people sitting on it, under it. Every, they're, they're, it's it's packed. Yeah. Steph was there. Obviously, the injury oh, yeah. hurts. Yeah. Uh, I guess he would be a surprise if he joins again. But I think that's a decent one to sneak in there because the Warriors could jump in the standings because they they definitely value getting the flow going, getting good before the playoffs. They're not like a Clippers team, although the Clippers are going to try. The Warriors are going to try and win games in January and February. So I think they could climb the standings and Steph could be up there. Mitchell's great. Uh, Zion is is another sneaky one if he stays healthy, but everybody's been named, man. No, one name has it. I got one guy that's going to show up for like uh, three days if he stays playing at the level he's playing at and his team keeps winning. Because I was like looking at this like, who hasn't even really been in the in the restaurant yet? They've just parked, but they're still outside. Who has a team that needs to improve? I think that's a big part of it, right? It's like tough. These guys at the top are on the best team, so we need a team that's like sort of disappointed a little bit but could like win a bunch of games, maybe get up there into like a home court advantage. And then I think a guy to help his chances to get in this MVP discussion would have to be like looked at like as a defensive guy too, because it has to be like, well, we have like a million guys scoring 40 a points. A different argument. Yeah. Like just like this guy also brings it defensively, you know, not like that Embiid and Giannis don't and stuff like that, but Bam out of bio. I think Bam could have a, like a small window where he sits down maybe for a week. <laughs> and over his last four games, Bam is averaging 
I mean, these don't even sound that impressive, I guess, but 27, 11, and 2. And then he's shooting 59% from the floor, and he's included, here's the defense part, where basically two steals per game and, like, you know, round up a little bit, a block and a half a game. That's a lot of stocks. So they're winning. You know, they won three of those four games that he's uh, put up these monster numbers. Uh, I think they're I think they're undefeated. The Heat are when he scores thirty points in a game. I think they're seven and zero. So I just see Bam like a small little window here, because they could like get up there. They're like twenty and eighteen. So there okay. you go. Now we've named everybody. Now it's been named. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Bam Adebayo, a surprising player to crash the MVP table. Eat a eat like a jalapeno popper and then leave. <laughs> and not pay for it. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't expect him to honestly. If it's just one popper, no, that's no, fine. No, no. I mean, you can have actually multiple. I yeah, think that's fair. Finish them. <laughs> well, if they're there already, yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, yeah, sure, man. Yeah, we already ate full. our pizza. Yeah. Okay. Um, final one here. Bold predictions. This is just a fun one. <laughs> Who joins the fifty-point game club next? And I, I mean, we were gonna go sixty, which we maybe should have. But fifty points is uh, <laughs> way more doable in today's game. <laughs> We've had nine guys score fifty points at least once this season. Luca's done it three times, including that one 60-point game. Booker and Embiid did it twice. And then now, after last night, with two more guys being added to the list, Mitchell 71, Anthony Davis had a 55, Clay 54 last night, Siakam 52, Garland 51, and Curry had a 50-burger. So that's uh, nine guys. Who's next? Tess? Who you got? Well, I wanted to go deep in the queue. Somebody who hasn't even sniffed 50. To make it a little more interesting, mm. I'm going with Devin Vassell of the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's a pull. Wow. 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 That's a pull. Wow. Career wow. high of nice 29 points, but I think the ingredients are there. He shoots a lot of threes, That's so that helps. He important. shoots seven threes a game. It's a San Antonio Spurs team that everyone's overlooking now. What about in a few weeks? What about in a month? Everybody's going to be overlooking them, and yep. so he could get hot. Uh, he's, a, he's an incredible shooter. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm buying uh, Devin Vassell's career in the NBA, and he's. Uh, I thought I, I thought of him as a tiny guy, but he's he's, he's thicker uh, than I than I thought. I think he's 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 got uh, a long career ahead of him. That's a big jump, though. Twenty one points, basically. Uh, that would be a. Lot. You said his career high is twenty nine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. It's not quite. That a, is it's a, not quite a, a bold prediction. It, it's even more than Andre Miller. And his jump. Remember when Andre Miller had a wild 50-point game? Right. His career high was 37 before that. So it's uh, it's Terrence Ross, Ross-ish, I guess. But even Terrence Ross had more than 29, so this just ain't going to happen. <laughs> uh, well, it's not going to happen next, probably, but I like that you're like, uh, this is going to be a wild card 50-pointer at the end of the year here. Uh, what about you, Trey? Okay, so next I think it's going to be a star. I think uh, Nikola Jokic gets a 50-burger. Mm. Just needs one, you know, to stay yeah. at the table. Just like, hey, remember me? <laughs> I had a terrible game last night, too. Only 24-9-7. Weak. Weak sauce. That's like a half for a lot of these guys. And then uh, a 50-point game we will see from a random dude. I think Jalen Green will have a 10-3-pointer game. The guy's just an explosive kind of scorer. Yeah. Eventually, teams are going to care even less about playing against the Rockets, but they play super fast. He loves to shoot. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, he hasn't had a 50-point game yet in his career. I think he'll get one. I love it. Uh, who joins the 50-point club Next, uh, here's what I did for this. I looked into my crystal ball, and within it was the NBA schedule and tonight's games, because it's likely it'll just happen tonight. That's a great point. So, Celtics Thunder. Tatum hasn't done it yet. Hmm. Brown could do it. SGA could do it. All right, could be one of those guys. Wizards Bucks. Giannis hasn't done it yet. Hell, would anyone be surprised if Kyle Kuzma popped <laughs> off for 50 <laughs> points in the game? Nope. And then Kings Jazz is the third game tonight. Sabonis. 
Fox, Larry Markkinen. So one of those guys, <laughs> I'm saying it happens tonight. It happens tonight. A 50-point game happens tonight. That's my yeah. bold prediction. I had Rui Achimura as a possibility, too. Oh, he's hot right too. now. He's, he's balling. He's scorching. <laughs> yeah, and we'll be watching that game. Doing a little uh, playback fun. Good call. Playback is back tonight. A little watch party. We got the link in the YouTube uh, description right now. It's really, really fun if you haven't joined us before. And we're, like, uh, fairly new to this. You did a baseball. I did an NBA game during the holiday break. You got to just watch. You can sign up for free. And then you just log in with whatever your TV provider is. So if you're a League Pass person, if you're DirecTV, if you're YouTube, it's pretty cool. It, like, gets rid of the, like, if we do it on YouTube where it's like, Oh, I'm 10 seconds ahead. I'm five seconds behind. It completely gets rid of that. And then you can come up on stage, ask questions. It's a lot of fun. So we're doing that tonight. No dunks. 8 p.m. Eastern. We've got two games to play with at uh, 8 p.m. We can jump back and forth. Celtics Thunder. Wizards Bucks. All right. Let's take our last break. When we come back, pick them results and tweet of the night. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I got to cut out a bit. I got to switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds, sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation, perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Well, sometimes the forced swerve works in your favor. Trey Kirby basically had to take the heat because Tass and I had the Clippers to cover four and a half last night. Heat win outright. 
big money line hit for Trey Kirby. He's rich now. So rich, he's getting his shirts monogrammed over there. Uh, so that's a win. Look at that TK. Old money style. That's right, my man. I'm a little nervous though, Skeets, because I took all my winnings from last night and put it on Bam Adebayo to win MVP. Oh no! I told you he'd be there for a week. Sorry, bud. Sorry. Listen, listen more closely. All right, so. Trey's up here, uh, early early start here to the month of January. You're up one game. Uh, you're perfect. 1-0, we're 0-1. What's tonight's game, though? Only three to pick from. Only three nights, or three games on the schedule, which I think is the perfect amount of games. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You can really take in each game. Washington at Milwaukee. Huge spread. Yeah. The Bucks are favored by 8.5 points. What? The Wizards have won, like, five, five or six in, in a row. row. Yeah. Five in a row. Is Walking it? into Milwaukee. What are they going to do? Well, I think they're going to keep it close, so that's why I'm taking the Wizards. Why do you guys think that the Bucks? I mean, because the line was Russian. odd. I was like, what's going on here? What do they know? I'm always like convinced they know something. <laughs> they know something. Giannis is going for 50 tonight. That's what they know. Well, there's no is Bradley Beal. I, I highly have. Yeah, you can't, Giannis, that's, that's better for the, the Wizards, man. They've been doing very well without him. Giannis has got to be playing, I assume. Yeah, I he sat out their, uh, their last game on Sunday, so I assume he's playing. I assume Drew's playing as well, but who knows? Oh, yeah, there was that. Yeah. I mean, was it five in a row? That's five yeah, in a five row. five in oh, a row. Okay, yeah, I yeah. thought it was more. They smoked the Bucks the last game. Yeah, so. they did. Revenge. There Revenge. you go. All right, well, again, playback watch party. I dropped the link uh, in the stream team. It's in the description notes. We'll tweet it out, too, and, and share it with all of you if you want to come hang out with your boys at 8 p.m. Eastern. All right, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet ah. Scrap that tweet of the night, JD. It's been mentioned so many times. Oh. So forget about it. It was the Robin Lopez one. He did <laughs> it. Tweet, oh, he, JD's got to bring it up. You got to bring it up, JD. I'm going to get it out of the way and point out that Donovan Mitchell and Robin Lopez. This is Robin <laughs> Lopez <name>. tweeting it. <laughs> you never heard Robin Lopez talking to third person before, have you? <laughs> I'm going to get it out of the way and point out that Donovan Mitchell and Robin Lopez combined for 72 tonight. And then he wrote it out. Hashtag yeah. historic game. I like that. I like that. Yeah, was that? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. You know, poking fun at the old hashtag thing. <laughs> Some still do. Anyway, uh, cool. I like the timing of that tweet. Like right after the game? 10-21. That, the game ended probably not, not much before that. I mean, he didn't wait. Yeah, I, like I think that. he was going CT. I think that was a CT. Oh, who yeah, cares? Central time, nine yeah. Central time. Anyway, yeah, he was celebrating with Donovan and the gates in the locker room. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of. It's old. It's old though. That that type of tweet. It's been done. <laughs> what? What do you mean? Well, yeah. It's a. I mean, he's, he's having some fun with it. That's the whole point. I know, but everybody's doing. Everybody's doing everybody's it. Everybody's doing it. But no, Wennington. No, Wennington did it. Yeah. Four billion years ago. Yeah, well, a long time ago. Yeah, 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 you're right. Along with Michael. Anyways, how do you feel about the guy holding up uh, the sheet of paper with the, the points scored on Good it? Good bit. 71. Yeah, I like it. Long-lasting Does I mean, bit. It, does it, it has to be 70, though, right? Yeah. Over 70? Yeah. yeah, I agree. You can't do 69, which Mitchell had for a while, by the way. Everybody was very excited about that. <laughs> People were asking me what I have stopped. If you run 69 <laughs> points just for the bit... Oh, Would you have not on. shot again? What? Nah. The broadcasters got in. I was watching uh, Crunch Time on the app. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's awesome. awesome. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, well, everybody got in their nice jokes. Yeah. Uh, I heard Channing Fry get in a nice joke. On, it was a great Crunch Time night. This is Crunch Time. You get to hear Jared Greenberg say that every four seconds. And... Uh, it, 69, nice. That's it. Yeah. That's all you need. Why would you stop just to have it on the... Uh, yeah. It's a nice box score. 
It's you can nice. literally hold up instead of putting 69 on the sheet of paper, just put nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's a more memorable photo test. No, I, I, yeah. So 70, Would you stop? 70 <laughs> on the uh, piece of paper. Yeah. 70. There's only been one ever 69 point game in NBA history. Michael Jordan. That's right. Should have stopped. Should have stopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody remembers. <laughs> it is true. The game was sort of still on the line, but uh, no, I got 69 no, points. Not, not I've not done my part. <laughs> take it over from here. Come I'll, on, Robin. We've done a, a ton of corrections here. We do a lot of fact checking here on the show. Throughout yeah, we're this live, month. baby. Not like those other podcasts that are afraid. <laughs> are you live? Or are you afraid? My... <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. What, what do you got to fact check me on? What did I yeah, say wrong? No, this, oh. no, this one's mine. Uh... Check me, man. You think I'm afraid? Oh, check it, Tom. <laughs> I'll say stats wrong left and right. You think I give a shit? <laughs> I said that Luka Doncic scored 250 yeah. points yeah. in the course of five games. Scored 228. We, We're so we, not afraid that we put it up yeah, afterward as a, a separate video. Yeah. And it's doing great numbers. <laughs> Is it? That'd be good enough. Yeah, I heard it had 250,000 views. Yeah. 228,000. JK. Uh, that, one's, that one's on Elias. Elias botched that one. Oh. Ooh, they're a yeah, bunch yeah, of yeah. Elias. You think, you think I went and added up how many points Luka Doncic has scored over five games? No way I did that, but I did read it. It wasn't Elias. It was Ezekiel. <laughs> Is this a, uh, that's a wrestling that's joke. Probably a wrestling joke. Yeah, that's probably a wrestling joke. I don't even joke. think it makes sense anymore. Anyway, but anyway, he goes uh, by Ezekiel now. There was like he. So it was like his uh, basically Alter his twin ego. brother. Okay. okay. Nice. <laughs> hey, clip this. Let's make this a short. Yeah. yeah. Put it out. What was the fact check? Oh, there's, there was, was that what I was saying? Yeah. Uh, I am also in a liars. Um, Ter- <laughs> I said Terrence Ross. Uh, his that his this is this is a deep cut. Anyways, yeah. what's more interesting? Terrence Ross had a fifty point game back in his second season. I'm surprised by that. That it was that early wow, in his career. Okay. Twenty fourteen. I did say that his career high before that was higher than twenty nine. He had only had twenty six before go. having a fifty point game, and he was the first player in NBA history to have a fifty point game while averaging under ten points per game. Tony Delk That's was averaging was over 10 the year he did his? Absolutely, yeah, he was. Skeets. He was, he was. So, you can't, don't fact check me on my I'm fact check. fact checking your fact check. <laughs> this guy's fact checking a fact check. <laughs> I'm not afraid. Uh, <laughs> That's why we do it live. T-Ross went from 26, oh. if I'm correct, to 51. Ooh. And a guy averaging under 10 points per game. Anything is possible. It's crazy. So, you're, I mean, in hindsight, then, your uh, Devin Vassell prediction isn't? It's almost not no. even that bold. <laughs> <laughs> and Tommy Hindsight, R.I.P. Right, Tommy. Oh, man. No. This, guy's, no. this guy's on one. All right. on. Got... Elias is a good one. But they lied. Elias. <laughs> it just it works They're so They're lying to us. Yeah, the sports exactly. bureau, man. Somebody screwed up in the sports bureau. Bureaus are always <laughs> so we got lying. fired. <laughs> Who's the director lying. of the Elias Sports Bureau? All right. We also had a spelling mistake or a grammar mistake in there. Hate to cherry pick, but it was a mistake. In our short. Yeah. Jesus, man, we really didn't care yesterday, did we? <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. All right. Well, we'll We're start. not afraid. <laughs> Definitely. I think you can see that. <laughs> we are not afraid like the other podcasts to make mistakes live. Uh, thanks for joining us live. We really appreciate it. Uh, hit that like button if you had a good time with us today. Uh, make sure you subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Make sure you share the show. Leave your boys a five-star rating and review. Uh, five-star Friday returns this Friday on the Drop Podcast. So I assume you're accumulating the best five-star reviews right now. I took a look yesterday, yep. a little pre, 
review. <laughs> Not looking good. Oh, you already have enough? There were some that I was like, ooh, this is funny. I should read this aloud. No, 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 no. Save it. Oh, okay. Well, Ooh, save. well you still have that. a couple days, to, still got a couple of days. Uh, to maybe make the uh, top five uh, five-star Friday list there from TK. So that's on the Drop Podcast later this week. What else was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Join us tonight. A little playback. <laughs> playback. <laughs> playback. We'll be listening to classical music together on Playback. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's, uh, guess what? It's also live. <laughs> we ain't afraid here on No Dunks. Uh, yeah, watch party tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern. We'll uh, tweet the link. We've shared it in the description, and uh, come hang with us. You just got to sign up for a free account and then log in with whatever uh, subscription service you have. And that's it. It is a lot of fun, man. It, it is. Yeah, it's so. very cool. We'll see you later tonight. Till then, Clipper Bro. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Playback. A lot of fun. Seamless. But the name... I never remember the name. <laughs> when you just said it was Playbach, it's like, oh yeah, that's what it's called. <laughs> Johann Sebastian Playbach. But I, I just can never remember. What's what's Should, up with I, that? What's up with that? Is that me? Is that the name? It's probably well, just I mean, me. Playback makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of. I mean, we gotta just use it, it more, and then it'll be yeah, very memorable. I like the idea, though, like, our twist should be, our playback should be play Bach, where we play classical music (laughs) while we watch NBA games. That's our, like, uh, our (laughs) Our little twist on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to do that tonight? Who do you want to play tonight? What do you mean? Oh, I have the classical. I thought we were just playing Bach. It's Bach. (laughs) Strictly Bach. (laughs) (laughs) We got to start with Bach at the very least. Okay, we'll see you tonight. Brace the day, people.